Welcome to the Lead Quietly podcast. I'm your host, Jen Boyle, communications professional, leader, and entrepreneur, and I'm passionate about helping quiet and introverted women become confident leaders without having to be loud. I discovered the power of quiet leadership after being promoted into a leadership position overnight and feeling that it wasn't meant for me because I was too quiet and not assertive enough. And this same self-doubt kept me from becoming the entrepreneur I knew I was meant to be for almost a decade. This podcast is to show quiet and introverted women just like you that you can absolutely be a great leader at work, in business, and in your life without changing who you are. If you are ready to stop sitting on the sidelines and unlock your leadership potential, then you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It is so nice to have you listening and I am so grateful for each and every one of you who have tuned into my show and who is supporting me on this journey. I'm here on a mission to help quiet and introverted women step into leadership and do big things in their professional and their personal lives. And I'm so glad you're here. Today, I'm going to talk about being a new leader. And if I had to do it again, there are things that I would have done differently in the beginning that I didn't know. And I'm talking today mainly about a formal leadership role, supervising a team, because that was the experience that I had. But you can take away something for business. Maybe you are running a business and you have a contractor. Maybe you're working with freelancers. Maybe you have other people uh, who are working with you, a team in your company, and you are feeling like a little bit unsure of what you're doing as a leader. So new leaders, aspiring new leaders, this is my advice for what I would do differently in the beginning. And to set the context for this, I became a leader when I was 29. I was quite young and I took over my first team with not a lot of preparation. I wasn't ready. It wasn't something that I had strived for to take this role. It just sort of happened to me and I had to figure it out on my own. Now I have been in leadership positions, senior and middle management for over a decade. I have built multiple teams and I feel like I've learned a lot along the way and if someone gave me a new team tomorrow to build from the ground up I would know exactly how I would do that and that assurance that competence that confidence I have in myself came through lots of mistakes lots of trial and error and over a decade of experience building teams working with people, supervising staff, being at various levels of leadership and the leadership table, and my experience with the last two years as an entrepreneur, finding my way in the entrepreneurial space, being on networking calls, doing coaching, finding my place as a leader in my industry, in my area of leadership and communications. Here's what I learned and I can't wait to share this with you today. In the beginning, there are lots of things coming at you all at the same time, especially if we're talking about a formal leadership role where there are other people who report to you and who depend on you for 
guidance for their career development, for help with HR matters to do with their salary or their benefits or their work hours and those things. And you also have pressure coming from above as well. You have a boss or a senior management team who expects things from your team, who expects certain results to be delivered, and you need to figure out how to do them. And this leads me right into my first one. I'm going to share six things today. Six things I would have done differently in the beginning or six things that were more important than I knew. And this is how I would start if I was building a team from the ground up today. Number one is taking a minute to figure out what your new role is and where you need to focus. Here's the biggest change that I experienced and didn't really get right away. And that took time. When you are used to going to work, especially in a corporate environment or you work for someone else, you work for an organization, you are used to going to work, doing your tasks, and then going home. The difference in being in a leadership role is that you are not necessarily there to do the tasks all by yourself or even do them at all because your job is actually helping other people do the tasks. Your job is now supporting other people. It is developing other people's skills. It is helping them move roadblocks out of their way. You're not responsible for doing the work. So I hear this a lot from new leaders and I've been through it myself. You find that you go through your day and all you did was talk to people, sat through meetings, responded to people's questions and emails, and you feel at the end of the day, I didn't accomplish anything today. Didn't actually get any work done today. And this is reframing what your new role is. Your role is the meetings. Your role is answering questions. Your role as leader is to support other people, not to be doing all the work yourself. So that's the number one thing. Take a minute to recalibrate to figure out what your role is and where you need to focus your time, what things that you need to be doing now in the new role that you don't need to be doing anymore and that you're needing to train and teach other people to do. So that's number one. Number two is take stock of the past work of the team or the past work of each individual staff member on your team and the culture of the group. So this would apply if you're stepping into a manager role of a team that already exists, or if you are starting a brand new team and you have a collection of individual employees who are now put together on your team, take a minute to understand where they've come from. Have they been with the company? How long? What roles did they do? If it's a team that you are walking into and taking over, how are they doing things? What are their group norms? How do they like to be communicated with? What are the expectations that they have or the assumptions they are making about how things have been done in the past? And are they assuming that that is how things will be done in the future? So it's really important not to step over that and pass over that and just come in with your new leadership voice and say, okay, team, this is what we're doing. Let's look forward. I don't recommend you spend a ton of time in the past, but you need to spend some time there. When you are a leader, it is future focused. It is about creating a vision and a destination and helping a group of people or helping others 
get there and find their way to that new destination so they can deliver the results that are required. But you can't do it without at least acknowledging the past. Sometimes, especially if you become a new leader after a reorganization or there's some hurt feelings or it was traumatic in some way or it was change that people were going through and they were not happy about it, you need to acknowledge that before you can fully move forward. Number three is that moving forward piece. So in order to be a good leader, especially of a team, you need to help paint a picture of where that team is going. If they don't know where you're headed and they don't know where they are headed, you, they don't know what the expectations are of what everyone is supposed to be doing, then why are they going to follow you? It's like a group leader who is walking all over the place, twisting and turning and going this way and that way and not telling anyone where you're going, not showing the group the map of where you're going, not pointing out here's the destination and here's what success looks like. That is your job to create that vision and you can do it by getting input. You can do it by involving members of the team. Some of it needs to be from you based on the expectations that you have from above but you need to paint that picture of where you're going. So vision, goals, measures of success, you as leader can help determine the what and the where that you're going and you work with your team and let them have input into the how into the how we're going to get there. That is something that you can work out together. Just to recap, number one, take a minute to figure out your role, what it is that you do now. Number two, acknowledge the history. Take a quick moment to take stock of where everyone has been. Number three, look forward, set the vision and the destination of where you're going. So those are the first three things that I would do differently and that I would focus on if I was a new leader of a team. Now, the next three, I would, number four, get to know each person individually. And I would take time to do this. This does not happen overnight. Again, it depends on the situation. If you've gone through restructuring, if you are from the outside coming into an organization, if they don't know you, they don't trust you, it will take time to develop these relationships. The things that I would look at is, number one, getting to know people as people, be human with them, ask them how they're doing, what they like about their job, and be open to listening about things that they want to share about their personal life or certain requirements that they might have or needs they have for their work and their home life and their balance and their schedule and those things. It's good to be open to hearing those things. I would get to know what are their accountabilities? Do they have a job profile? Do they know what is expected of them? I like to look at their personality, their work style. Um, you can use various assessments like DISC or Myers-Briggs or those things. Um, I'm actually a certified DISC facilitator as well and I could do a whole episode on that. That is, uh, it's an assessment for measuring work styles. So there's things that you can do to get to know people's work styles and it can be very helpful to know that of the team and so you know kind of how everyone likes to work and what the balance is of your team. You should also do this for yourself. That's a whole other episode of being the leader and getting to know your own work style and the self 
awareness that leaders need. But I would also, aside from like the official things, getting to know of your people, get to know what they're passionate about, what they're really interested in, what projects they wish they could be involved in and things that maybe they haven't had a chance to do before and look at their talent and skills. Those are some things that I like to look at when I'm getting to know people individually. The fifth thing I would do is decide based on your style and the group culture and how things work in your organization, how you will communicate with your team, how often, what tone you want, what channel you want to use, and how they can expect to hear from you. How are they expected to communicate with you? Do you prefer them to drop into your office? Do you want them to send you a message? Do you like things in writing? It doesn't have to be super formal and official and you, everyone has to do everything a certain way, but it does help to lay some ground rules about how am I going to share with this team and put that in your calendar. You need to keep the information flowing so that they feel you are being transparent as much as you can. There are things that are confidential that you can't always share, you can't always talk about, but it will help you so much if you take a minute to figure out your own communication, put it in your calendar at least once a week. How are you doing team meetings? What are you going to share to keep them in the loop so they have the information that they need to feel safe and to feel like they know how to do their jobs. And then the last thing is take some time to get very clear what the expectations are of your team and of you from others around you. So from your boss and from the peers in your organization, from other departments. Now, this is a little tricky. The expectations from your boss, absolutely. You need to know what the place of your team is in the organization, what results you're expected to deliver and how your team can contribute to the whole of the organization's goals and mandate. There are some things that are official expectations and other things that are unofficial, like other organizations maybe expecting your team to do things because that's the way it's always been. Those are often worth having another look at. This is something you can't change overnight of how things work. Those are more the subtle, unofficial cultures and ways that organizations work. But it's worth taking some time for you to get really clear what's expected of you, what's expected of your team, and what does success look like. So depending on the organization and how official that could be your key performance indicators or metrics and those things, what data do you need to show? Or if you successfully delivered on the accountabilities of your team, what would that actually look like? It's good for you to know that. And then the second part is making it clear to your team so they know what target they're shooting for. There is nothing worse than feeling aimless, not knowing if you're doing a good job, not getting any feedback about whether we're on track or not for employees to feel less engaged or to feel like they're not sure where they're going and so they don't want to show up as their best and do their best work because there's no sense of accomplishment or achieving the results that we need to do or being on track. Those are the six things that I would do differently in the beginning, things that I didn't know, things that I only learned through experience. Take a minute to figure out your role. What is your new job now? It is not to do the work. It is to help others do their work. Take a minute to acknowledge the history. 
figure out what the culture is right now, acknowledge the past, including any ups and downs or maybe hurt feelings or things that might have happened and find a way to let people process so that you can move forward. Number three is looking forward and setting that vision and goal. You need to help people know where they're going and what it looks like if you get there successfully. Help them or let them give input on how you're going to get there. Get to know each person individually. Take a minute to get to know them in their job, what they're supposed to be doing, but also what they're passionate about and what they're good at. Decide on your communication with your team. How are you going to communicate? How often? What can they expect from you? And last, get clear on what the expectations are of you and of your team from your boss and others. I really hope that that is helpful for you, especially if you're a new leader and you're feeling like a fish out of water. This is the kind of work that I would do with you during my leadership coaching, helping new leaders figure out how to find their footing and perform in their jobs. And I love working with introverted and quiet women. And so these things might sound, oh yeah, that sounds so simple. But when you have the quieter and introverted personality, it can feel like these things are way harder because you need to be proactive and put yourself out there. You need to speak in front of groups. You need to move quickly sometimes. And if your comfort zone is to have everything perfect and do lots of planning and lots of thinking, it can hold you back and make you feel pressure that you're not moving fast enough. I understand very intimately all of the challenges that having a quieter, more introverted personality can have in a leadership role. And I love helping women just like you figure out your own way to do these things. So it's easy on one hand to list here's six things I would have done but those six things need to be done in a way that feel right for you there's not one way to lead there's not one way to do these things to communicate with your team to set a vision to figure out your role to get clear on expectations you don't have to do things like you've seen before you can figure out a new way that works for you and is still very effective and successful so that your team can deliver what they need to. So I hope this was helpful. I hope that you took something away from this. If you are interested in leadership topics and you want to know more about this stuff, please check me out on Instagram at Lee Quietly and I love talking about leadership. If you're a new leader and you're feeling like a fish out of water, you're feeling lonely, please reach out. I'm here to support you. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Lead Quietly podcast. I hope something in this episode resonated with you and you took something away that will help you tap into your inner leader. Take some time to process and you'll know when it's time to take action towards your big goals. You can find me on Instagram at Lead Quietly and in my free Facebook group called the Quiet Leader Community. Thank you so much for listening and I'll catch you on the next episode.